Kenya. Let's believe God and pray. Thank you, dear Lord, uh, for this day you've given out for us. Thank you, Lord, for gathering us this evening and giving us an opportunity to share your word. We thank you, King of all the glory, for such a wonderful time. Thank you, even as we commence this meeting, let your glory reign. We thank you even for others who are here to join us. Lord, hasten their steps. And as we bless um, us, Lord, bless us all together. Give us wisdom and let everything be done in an orderly manner. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and believe. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Mash. Uh, so yeah, for those who have joined us, today is going to be very interesting. We're going to learn a lot. Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about the miracles of Jesus. But before we get to that, I have a few announcements to make. One is that our podcast, which is available on Spotify, it's called The Love Project, and you can find our previous sermons, a lot of our previous sermons, and you can also find these Bible study discussions that we hold, we record them and we upload them there. So if you are in a matati, if you're working somewhere, if you're doing something around the house, if you're shaziombo and anything, instead of just listening to anything, I'd really urge you to, to visit our Spotify page and just listen to our previous sermons and our Bibles at catch up to our Bible study sessions. Other than that, uh, I don't know if we have any visitors today. So if, if there is, hey, is there anyone who's joining us today um, and it's their first time joining us for Bible study? If there is, uh, you can reach out to me uh, if you'd like to join us um, uh, in our church. So you can reach out to me or to our youth pastor, CT, uh, and we'll, we'll get back to you. If not, guys, you have time right now to send this link to someone um, so that they can join us. Yes. Uh, the last announcement is that we have good news. So we're going to be having an in-person Bible study that is going to be happening on the 30th of November. So the last Tuesday of this month, we are going to be having an in-person Bible study. It's going to be a time of prayer and worship. Uh, so we are going to be meeting at the Connection Center from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. That is 30th November. So I hope that you take note and you prepare for that. Yes. With that being said, um, I'll pass it over to KT to continue. Thank you so much, Nyambo. Um, good evening, everyone. I hope that you've been well and that the Lord has been good to you. Um, I, today we are going to discuss on the miracles of Jesus and we are going to maybe share testimonies and whether we believe in miracles or not. And I believe even as we reason out, we are going to, to, be, to, be, to become better, better individuals. 
Um, so one of the things that I want to do before I start, someone to read for us the book of Psalm 121. Psalm 121, this is like an exhortation to us. Psalm 121, Black Lives Matter. Um, Psalm 121. Psalm 121, um, if you just get there, please start reading. Psalm 121. Okay, Katie, I read. Yes. From King James Version. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord. Who made heaven and earth he will not suffer your foot to be moved he who keeps you will not slumber behold he who keeps israel shall neither slumber nor sleep the lord is your keeper the lord is your shade upon your right hand the sun shall not smite you by day nor the moon by night the lord shall preserve you from all evil he shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I just want to share like something, a word of exhortation um, concerning this verse. And uh, I will dwell on the first, on the first like um, two on the first like two verses where the Bible says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Other versions say mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. By the way, it's quite interesting that the guy that wrote this psalm, by the way, it wasn't David, um, um, and, and, uh, this guy was on something called pilgrimage, pilgrimage, um, I wish clear to, don't go to, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, that guy was on pilgrimage and he was moving from a place to another place. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and to him, by the way, it was a song. To him, it was a song, and as he was singing it, he was singing, I look up to the hills, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. And something that is interesting about God that we are going to learn from this verse is, it speaks about, hey, he paused Aki, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Um, so um, it's it's interesting that you see that this guy was actually in a song, and this was a song, and and uh, it states that. Where
I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, people. Yeah, um, where was I? Um, when the Bible says, I look up to the hills, where does my help come from? To him, the, to this guy, it was actually a song. And, and uh, the song speaks about two things about God. And one, it speaks about the transcendence of God. The transcendence of God. I'm going to explain that because this is Bible study. Um, and the second thing is that it speaks about the immanence of God. Transcendence means that God is there. That's why he was saying, I look up to the hills. Where will my help come from? The hills, the hills ni plesikofa. So in as much as he was saying, I look up to the hills, he was speaking that God is actually there. And the immanence means that God is here. God is here. So as he was singing that song, it was actually like a praise song. And I look up to the hills. Where will my help come from? He actually meant that the God that is with me here is the same God that will be with me there. And that's why it gave him confidence. It encouraged him. It made him get to a place whereby he will just praise God. And I think the perfect picture of this scripture is found in the book of Luke chapter 10, verse 30. The story of the Good Samaritan. Jesus was telling that story of the Good Samaritan whereby he was traveling from one place to another. And then when he got to the mountainous um, places, um, they say that Judea is mountainous as you go to Jerusalem. So this guy actually got to a place that as he was traveling, he encountered um, 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 thugs and, and he was beaten and left for the dead. That's the same, same story. That's the same, same scenario that this guy was actually seeing cause um, 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 it's not archeology, span it's, um, um, yes, history says that you find that such people were actually, um, such place, such a place was a place where people were mugged, people were robbed, people, there were, there were records where you find people were actually killed in that place. And so this man, as he looked up to the hills, he knew there was danger. As he looked up to the hills, he knew, Manze, I don't think, I don't think I'll make it at that place. But what gave him assurance? What gave him encouragement? What lifted up his spirit is that he knew that the God that is with me here, the God that is with us today here, is the same God that is with us come end of November, come tomorrow, come next week, come December, come next year. Because our help, our help comes from none other but the Lord. Our help only comes from the Lord. I just want to encourage us, even as we start off our Bible study today, that your help, your help, no matter where you are at, I want to say that your help is going to come from God. Your help will not come from um, um, the people that you know, the connections or whichever, whichever thing. But I want to mention to you that your help is going to come from the Lord Jesus Christ, from our Lord and Savior, the one who is with us here and the one who is with us, the one who, who is like in the future, the one who is in our tomorrow. And that's why, we should not worry about our tomorrow because we know God who holds our tomorrow. May we be encouraged. Anyone with a response to that, even as we now enter into um, this other thing on uh, miracles?
anyone with a thought, anyone with something to add, feel free to just unmute and speak, or maybe you can type on the chats. Okay. Um, thank you. So an another thing that I also want to mention to us is um, what comes to your mind when you hear the term miracles? What comes to your mind when you hear the term miracles? How would you define um, miracles? You can just unmute and speak. So I can see like everyone. What comes to your mind when you hear the word miracles? Um, an uncommon happening. Okay, Abu, please explain, explain further. Okay, like uh, something that uh, you just wouldn't think would happen or something that as in it's just beyond the imagination for it to be happening. It's something it's very it's very possible to happen but you just can't see it <laughs> but it's uh, yeah in simple terms it's like something that's just uncommon to us but very common to god Oh, sorry. Um, thank you, Melissa. Um, I'm also seeing that Wangeshia said something impossible or seemingly limited made possible. Um, someone else to maybe define or to add on to what um, Melissa and uh, Wangeshi have said. I can also say... Uh out of a uh, human nature out of it was it's outside not out of sorry outside human nature that is a like love gravity like the nature of gravity mm. when it's broken that's miracle a miracle and outside the nature of human i can say that's a miracle to me, that is. Okay. Yes. Um, something that um, defies like the laws of gravity, Ama goes against the laws of gravity. Like for example, um, una find, um, una find like the way Jesus walked on water, um, as in he defied, he defied and that's something that you find, it's, it's actually difficult or a challenge to explain that. Uh -huh. um, Koima, thank you, thank you. You're saying that it's a supernatural thing 
like something that can't be explained by the laws of nature or science. Hey, umongya kama PhD student, we are sorry. <laughs> um, let me let me let me just define and all of you by the way let me just define what someone has said here um they say that miracles are works that god performs when he intervenes in situations and does something that cannot be done according to the laws of nature as we understand them it's like what koima has said let me just repeat Miracles are works that God performs when he intervenes in situations and does something that cannot be done according to the laws of nature as we understand them. One question I would ask, do miracles still happen? Is a miracles in a, um, what Koima is saying, as in they can't be explained by the laws of nature? Do miracles still happen? That's a question I throw to all of us. Uh -huh. Please explain. Melissa is saying yes. Um, okay, main part of God. Uh, yes, miracles still happen. Um, for example, I'm not sure if I was reading it or if I was listening to a podcast or whatever, but I had this story where um, someone was cured of, I don't remember what exactly it was, but they were unwell for quite some time and they got better and the doctors couldn't, like the doctors had already given up, but like, you know what, you're left for the dead. There's nothing much you can do. But they couldn't find the reason as to why this person was healed. They couldn't prove it scientifically, but they are seeing no trace of illness, no trace of, of, of the recovery process. This person is just well and healthy. And that can only be good. It can only be good. Okay. Um, thank you. Thank you. Someone else? Someone else? Do miracles still happen? Yes, they do. Please elaborate. Support your answer. Answer A. Answer. answer. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, your high school, this is a story. Uh, not, uh, yes, a story that happened when I was in high school. Which is a nitwaji. I'm praying to God, I'll continually experience such miracles. But it was really awesome. I was praying. Nilikuwa break time hapo. I was praying. Shuletu, nilikuwa hapa hili. Shuletu ilikuwa na tank. And so people could break behind the tank. Sasa, nilikuwa solo hapo. Nima tank. I was praying, praying, praying. Naomba tu. Then, kuna apu tukaribu na tangu, kuna, kuna kitu tukui na chomo. Na hii moshi na nisumbua. Juu, iyo wind, sunajua kawida moshi nenda, na venye wind nenda. So, iyo wind na iyo moshi na nikujia kila time. And I was, it was, I was a bit 
nitwazi bored with this so out of nowhere bila hata hata consciously siko na siko nime nitwazi nimeisema uh, as in unconsciously nilisema hii ndi sinisumbue believe me this is a true story <laughs> nilitani kasema wewe utanisumbua hebu go another direction and i continued praying alafu just immediately after nimeomba because the moment i say that history ya moshi nikacha kufikiria nikaendelea kuomba because i was really praying for something important to happen so i was in the mood after nimeomba kuomba trust me hiyo moshi ilienda another direction and please remember nimekuambia moshi uenda na wind wind bado ilikuwa na blow towards me but moshi it <laughs> meant a different direction this is something i witnessed ilifika class the whole lesson i'm like wow wow i can do this i can do this <laughs> so miracles do happen another instance kuna mse bethi nilikuwa mse wa siu nikiwa high school and a, and a very firm believer msingine amekuzetu akinambia akanambia len kai no mwana kichwa no mwana kichwa seriously arasukuliza ni nini mbaya nimekosa i just placed my hand on his head and i started praying after nimemaliza akanambia lakini mifeel kuna kitu imepita kwa kichwa wangu na saisi umwe these are true stories these are miracles see yenyewe muona kwa mtu mimi mwenyewe nime experience So I can firmly say yes miracles do happen till today. Uh. Okay um thank you. Thank you thank you Lenkai. Um I'm I'm formulating questions based on the the responses that you guys are giving. Hey sawa tumesoma tulisoma um this book this book um Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 to 3 where I'll paraphrase the bible says that god spoke in the past through prophets but now he has spoken through jesus um through his son jesus christ and uh i think um when he is speaking when he is speaking through jesus um that means that jesus christ actually um does many things does many things and uh, I, i i want to ask this question cause tunaenda tunaenda deeper i want to ask this question why did jesus christ perform miracles why did jesus christ perform miracles and i'll throw it to all of us i have an answer to that hoping siongee more but um i would gladly answer this eh leo nikisoma the book of mark since happened your your netwaje actually uh, our main verse are com- verses are coming from naweza penda twende hapo sai mark mark chapter 5 mark chapter 5 and nitasoma uh, the story of netwaje uh netwaje story uh sorry john 
sorry, sorry, John. It is John. John chapter. Just a moment. Oh, Pauline, Pauline, Pauline. Indoi, indoi, indoi. Inakuja. In three. Two. <laughs> as as una get up, let me read something in Koima me post. Um, Koima nasema yangu ni weird. Um, uh, emoji. The scientist Stephen Hawking, I think his life was a miracle. He was diagnosed with ALS. Okay, I don't know what ALS is. He was diagnosed with ALS, Akiwayang, and many people, scientists and uh, the likes, were sure he wouldn't last even two years. He died when he was 76. Okay, you're interesting. ALS, ni? It's a, it's a, it's a motor neuron disease. Basically, your muscles break down. Yeah. So you can't even be able to do the simplest of tasks. You can't move your mouth. You can't move your hands. You can't, yani, like the brain, nikama hakuna signal between the brain and other parts of the body. Wow. So basically, mm -hmm. and any part of your body that needs, you know, yeah, so I know it's weird because he's a scientist, but uh, me, I choose to believe his life was a miracle. Amen. Uh, yeah. Why well, I feel like, okay, not I feel, uh, Jesus performed miracles so that um, people, okay, in a talk of scripture, <laughs> John 20, 31. Uh, 30 from 30 it says that Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples which are not recorded in this book but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is, is the Christ the son of God and that by believing you may have life in his name so me I believe that the miracles were it was it was it was a a way for people to believe in God so like if people would see the wonderful things that he had done, the healing and other miracles, they would believe. Yeah. Asante. Thank you. Thank you, Koima. Helen, can you tell us Yes, I can tell you. PhD. Now, now that she has spoken, let me add on it. Because actually, basically, that's the main reason Jesus was performing miracles. And um, your scripture, I'm going to after John, John chapter 9. And it's a short story of a blind man. So I'll read it from verse 1. Where my emphasis are. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, anyway, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither, neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Yes. 
this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. And um, it just adds on to what Koima has said. The reason why miracles do happen so that you may believe there is God. Yeah, and that uh, is a miracle working God. So that you may believe in him and in the and be saved and be saved. So miracles happen because God wants to show himself to man so that man may accept him. Yes. Nihaya. Okay, um, Asante. Doreen, do you have something to say? Um, we can go to, I can read something that Ruben has posted also. Um, kwa wale wenye muna join karibuni sana, we are discussing on uh, miracles and uh, we'll keep on posting on the chat. And one of the things that um, we are now discussing is why did Jesus perform miracles? And one, um, Koima has said, because um, for people to believe in God, and this is according to John chapter 20, verse 31, if I'm not wrong. And then Lenkai has read John chapter 9, John chapter 9. And then he said, um, it's, it's so that, it's so that the works of God might be displayed in him and to Nendelea Kuchambua because we are building onto who Jesus is so that we get to, to believe in him. And you know, it's quite interesting that Koima, Lenkai, and uh, also Ruben is saying God to approve him as being God the son. We are all quoting from the book of John. You see how powerful the book of John is. And one of the things about the book of John is that it speaks about the divinity of Christ. It speaks about Christ being divine. Jesus came from God and he is divine. And also another thing about, about Jesus, as, as Koima was sharing, I remember something that we were taught in Bible school. Um, uh, and and uh, it, it was a book that um, theologians came up with and they were saying that they put together all the miracles that are in the Bible that Jesus Christ performed. And they say that if you put them all together, they amount to three months. Yet Jesus lived for uh, 42 months. Uh, that is 33 and uh, uh, no, 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 42 42 months, that was after he started his public ministry at about 30. So he lived for all those years. And you see, even while he was still young, he used to still do some amazing things. He used to do some amazing things. Uh, and also you see there's a place, I think it's still in the book of John, that the Bible says, many miracles did he perform, I'm paraphrasing, many miracles did he perform that if books were written about his miracles, they wouldn't even fit in this world. How amazing and inter interesting. So my third point as to why Jesus Christ, my third, I, I would want us to have a third point, why Jesus Christ performed miracles. And we find the answer in the book of John chapter 14, verse 10 to 12. John chapter 14, verse 10 to 12. If you can get there, please just read John chapter 14. Um, John chapter 14, 10 to 12. Oh, Koima is saying John 21, 25. Okay. Yes, you can go to John 14, 10 to 12. 
ukifika hapo please anza tu ku, kusoma na shukuru sana John 14 John 14:10 to 12 please John 14:10 to 12 Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me the words I say to you I do not speak on my own authority rather it is the Father living in me who is doing his work Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the father is in me or at least on the evidence or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves very truly i tell you whoever believes in me will do the works i have been doing and they will do even greater things than this because i am going to the father okay and what do we pick from there concerning um concerning as in jesus's miracles anyone um it is with believe you become there's something interesting amesema hapa amesema not only does he want you to believe in him but he also goes further and says if you believe in me you will do this and even greater things than this because he's going to the father so it is when it is with believe you become yes yes okay. basically that it is with believe you become okay um thank you um another thing anyone with something to say ruben yes i can say from um, verse 11 in saying believe me that i am in the father and the father in me or else believe me for the very works sake so we can see the reason that's why he wanted us to believe in him was what he, he did uh, he performed miracles signs and wonders so that he can lift up our faith to believe in him okay um thank you thank you also another thing we can pick from that scripture especially verse verse 11 believe me when i say that i am in the father and the father is in me or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves that this is quite interesting because it shows that he is divine it shows that he is divine the father is in me and i am in the father and jesus backed up his claim to be god by performing miracles Mnakumbuka tukisema God used to perform miracles. By the way, I want us to take a pause kidogo. Twende Old Testament. Twende Old Testament kidogo and for for the guys that are joining us, let me just um repeat something that Koima said. Um Koima said that a miracle is a supernatural thing like something that can't be explained by the laws of nature or science. Now I want us to walk through or to try and live through the life of um of Abraham how old was Abraham how old was Sarah 
as in what was happening. I want us to walk through their lives so that we try to get the picture. Because you know, sometimes it's easy to read through, but I want us to walk through. And you see in the Old Testament, you could find that it was God the Father who was like at the forefront, for lack of better words. God the Father was at the forefront and he was performing miracles. Uh, and, and, and we've spoken about a miracle is a supernatural thing, something that can't be explained by the laws of nature and science. So I want us to, to just paint a picture and to just draw like the, the life of Abraham because there's quite a lot that God did when it comes to miracles. So anything that you know about the life of Abraham, please just, um, um, you can unmute, you can post on the type, on the type on the chats so that you can just think through and we can be able to interpret uh -huh. anyone Anyone, what, what, what do you, what can you say about the life of Abraham? Because I want us to, 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 to speak concerning the, the, the definition that Koima has given us, um, a supernatural thing, like something that can't be explained by the laws of nature or science. Um, Ruben is saying Abraham believed in God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Uh, what was going on in his life? What was going on in his life so that we get to also see the miracles that God actually did? Or, uh, or rather, let me just ask this. I hope I'll make sense. What are some of the things that God did in and through Abraham's life that can't be explained by the laws of nature or science? What are some of the things that God did that can't be explained by the laws of nature stroke science? Mm -hmm. Anyone? Yes, Pastor Katie. Yes, please. Yes, God God promised him uh, a son at old age. You know, Sarah was old. And uh, I think at normal circumstances, she was at menopause and thank God blessed her with a kid at old age. That's something that we can't explain with the laws of nature. Okay, and you know, and you know, it's 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 if, if it's even interesting. You find that um, when Abraham had Isaac, he was struggling to walk, and Isaac was learning to walk. As in, it's it's amazing. And Abraham had Isaac, I think, at age a hundred, ninety nine, a hundred, based on I think it's Genesis seventeen, and also um, Sarah. Sarah, she was old and she was past that. 
Um, I remember this past, uh, like two weeks ago, I was at a wedding, um, this guy's wedding, Nelson. And I remember there was a guy who was a doctor. We were just having a conversation and he was saying that it's good for women to have children before the age of 32. That was what he was saying. And uh, he, he explained that there are some sicknesses and there are some things that come especially when the when the when the when the when the woman gets older and they don't have a child and i was like wow okay i didn't know about that but you see how god like in 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 quotes defies the laws of nature and the laws of 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 um gravity and the laws of science and all those other things another thing about abraham's life Um, Daisy is saying that God blessed Abraham with descendants. Yeah, that's true. And he trusted in God. And you see how we can also get to a place whereby God can perform a miracle. And the reason as to why God does that is so that human beings will not take glory. Sijika Ushaikwa place, Lenkai Ali mentioned two of, of the miraculous um, 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 things that happened in his life when he was in school. Yanu likuwa siyu, mi siyu ilikuwa ngaile ya salamu, siyu, mi nilijoy, mi sikuwa ijoin siyu. And, you know, it's, hata ni misau point yangu, all jokes aside. Um, Ushaikwa place yenye unatoa testimony, ama unasikia testimony, Alafu uko manze, ayo, ah, iyo siyo binadamu. Iyo siyo binadamu. Because I was watching national, watcha, let me not say. Yes, I was watching a documentary and they were explaining on the, on the, on the plagues that used to happen in Egypt. They were saying, no, 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 it's science. They were saying that there was something that was happening to the river Nile at that time. That's why it turned red. They were speaking about the frogs. They were speaking about the locusts, wind. They were trying to just justify. But I don't know whether you've been at a place whereby, or you've had, and by the way, you can feel free to unmute, or you, you've had someone say, Manzenye ikitu imehapen, ikitu, ikitu ni God, ikitu ni God, ikitu ni God. And I think, personally, I think one of the reasons as to why God does perform miracles is because glory will go back to him and what the points that people have said so that people will believe in him people will turn to him as in um people will know that he is god and and all those other nini all all those other points um have you ever been at a place whereby you've seen a miracle and you can only say manze that is god please feel free to unmute and just share. Amma, you can also share on the link. Uh-huh, anyone? Tasha, Mildred, Wangeshi, Daisy, Don, Doreen, Easy. Elvina, 
Virginia Mkoima umeongea Lenkai umeongea Ruben umeongea Nyambu Melissa Aha anyone Um Wangeshi is saying he was an example of how God uses very ordinary people with flaws because personally he is one of the biggest liars in the Bible. Um, my mouse, my mouse, the biggest liars in the Bible, according to me. So the miracle is that happened there, though small, was that God saved the Pharaoh from the condemnation of taking um, someone's wife and at the same time provided for Abraham. Okay, so you get here. Maybe you can explain. Someone can explain. Maybe Windows Jashika. Um, okay, so that to keep the ball rolling, I just want to ask, does God just perform miracles? Ama, is there a reason? Ama, um, is God like, I don't know how to put it. Um, let me see how I can rephrase it. Does God just perform miracles like show off? Ama, is there a reason as to why God has to perform a miracle? Yes. Does God just perform miracles like to show Fama? Ama, does God um, perform miracles with a reason? Hello, guys. Me, yeah, I think. God has performed miracles for sure. It's because we, we all need the miracles. miracles. in a better life. Miraculously. So see the part of showing off. It's also to make us happy as Christians, at least Nona, that sign of our praying is in a come true. So that is sister in a show. That's what I think. Okay, someone else. Someone else, does God perform miracles to show off? Or does he perform miracles for a reason? Don is saying that's a good question. Mm -hmm. Let me try. Please try. Okay. Um, God has performed miracles for sure. And I'll take you to. Romans chapter 1, verse 20. It says, ever since God created the world, his invisible qualities, both eternal power, and his divine nature has, have been made clearly seen. They are perceiving the things that God has made, so those people have no excuse at all. Apo juu kuna pali nasema, 
God punishes them because what can be known about God is plain to them. For God himself made it plain. God is a simple God. And and I perform miracles with a reason. And and I'll take you back to Ecclesiastes 3 because there's time for everything. There's time for good and there's time for bad. So miracle happens. Okay, if miracle doesn't happen, that doesn't mean that, it, that it God oh, doesn't love you or oh, God does, is not performing something in your life. So God is a God who are going to write Zake. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's interesting. Sikwa ni mefikiri about your story, Ecclesia, whichever, iyo, iyo, nikoshua mnajua. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. Thank you, thank you, Daisy, for sharing that. Um, I'm seeing Mildred has said something. Sorry, Alvina, you're coming next. Mildred has said he performs to strengthen the faith of believers and also to reveal himself to non-believers, I guess. Remove the word, I guess. He performs to strengthen the faith of believers and also to reveal himself to non-believers. Wow, that's deep. Uh -huh. Let's ponder on that as Elvina shares. Okay, as I support what I've, I have said earlier, ukiangalia story ya Moses ayo wakijaribu kutoa Israelites Egypt. God used plagues, nezo plagues wa miracles, to, in order to convince the others to be released. So the Israelites needed that those miracles to happen so that they could convince Pharaoh your our release. And also, Pia God had performed those miracles so that the Israelites could believe. So miracles were done on purpose, not as sure of. That is, thank you. Okay, so Nasketo about one of miracles were done on purpose, and there's a reason. And then, okay, about this story of plagues, in an lead to another question Does the enemy perform miracles? Don't please handicap up a good question. <laughs> Does the enemy perform miracles? Yes. Uh -huh. Actually, I was just writing. I was just I was just typing a chat when you were talking about this. I was just thinking that Usha Sema that God performs miracles so that human beings do not take the glory. And sometimes we find that there's a lot of um okay, men of God in quotes who are obsessed with performing miracles, but they're just glorifying themselves, which is a terrible sin. Um, I'm thinking about the story of uh, was it Paul? Paul and Silas. I don't remember very well, but there was a man who was there was a woman, uh, a girl. Yes, Act sixteen. Act sixteen. Yes, that is the story I am. I am referring to. Yeah, Act sixteen. Yes, it was Poland. Actually, there was a little girl who actually she had that evil spirit in her, and she was able to. Uh, what was the? What was? Can I just for the verse I love I revert. So yes, basically I was going to say yes, yes. No, 
problem. I think it's Act 16 from verse 16. Okay. Am I go downstairs? Yes, Nimefika. Awesome. Uh, Paula, okay, Acts 16, 16. Uh, once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met with a slave girl who had a spirit by which she predicted the future and she earned a lot of money from it, yeah? Um, she, uh, okay, this girl followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the most high God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so troubled and he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of, the Je in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And that, at that moment, the spirit left her. So this lady was, this young girl had an evil spirit. And I feel like, uh, you know, for people, it would easily mislead people that it was the works of God, but it wasn't. Okay, interesting. Uh, and by the way, tuneza tukachambweo kitu. Tuneza tukachambweo kitu sana. Because um, the, the, um, you find that these people were actually making money um, by using her. And uh, they were going to the place of prayer. We went, by, we were met by a slave girl. She was a slave to those people and a slave to the enemy. In fact, um, other, other nini, when you do a research on that girl, you find that she had a serpent spirit, spirit, and and that speaks of deception. And you see, the enemy can actually speak a truth, a truth, a truth, a truth, and then he brings in the lie. And I remember speaking about that when I did a sermon on podcast called Untitled, when I gave the story of Eve, how the serpent was crafty and the serpent was, as in all those all those things when she went to Eve, cause in my, in my thinking, I think the serpent was like going every now and then. It didn't take like a day. Yeah, so true. The enemy can actually perform miracles. Tunangoja to scare. Yes, Pastor Katie. Yes, please go ahead. Yes, the, there is a scripture in the book of Second Corinthians, uh, chapter 11, and verse 14. And it says, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as a minister's righteousness whose end shall be according to their works. Okay, wow. Interesting. Thank you. Exodus, we won't go to that specific place whereby you find that as Moses was performing a miracle like the, 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 nini, the staff turned into a snake, you find that also these people, my magicians and they were also performing miracles. And isn't of it about the, the occultic occultic practices? I mean, in a speak about vitukama necromancy. Um, necromancy is in unafaindwa sewa naenda wanaongea na the dead. Um, wana perform a miracle that they bring actually a dead person back to life. 
and they go to consult. And by the way, is that right? Is that right? That's my question. Is that right? Uh, if you go to Amchawi and then they perform a miracle and actually bring the dead so that they can nini. Um, Upper Virginia, it's in his nature. He is a miracle worker, John chapter 5, verse 17. Also, yes, the enemy performs miracles. Uh -huh. Anyone? Anyone? Um, okay, um, someone to go to Psalm 24. Psalm 24, I explained something to Dogo. Psalm 24, I explained something to Dogo. Psalm 24. Psalm 24. Please, Ukifika, just start reading. Psalm 24. The first verse, Psalm 24, the first verse, Psalm 24, this is something that has just come to my, to my spirit as in just a few minutes ago. Psalm 24, the first verse. Someone, Psalm 24. Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Okay. Um, that's that's interesting. Thank you. Thank you so much for reading that. Um, come in, Asema, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And then we've been learning that Jesus Christ is deity. Jesus Christ is divine. And we find that there's a place that also says that the earth is his footstool. We find that since he created everything and he is God, imagine this now speaks of how he also um, defies the laws of nature and, uh, and, and, and science, the laws of distribution. You find that Jesus Christ fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish because the earth is his and everything. And then you also find that he defied the laws of gravity, as in you find that Jesus will perform miracles um, like the, the one in John chapter two, as in they had the best, the best wine, as in, as in it can't be com compared and he just filled, um, um, he just told the disciples to fill jars um, with, with water and, and you see how it's interesting, even though the Bible says that Jesus Christ is, is, is Lord and, and we know that God is saying that the earth is, 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 as in God created the heavens and the earth and all these other things. And the same, same God is the one that is, he likes, he is like, I don't know how to put it. But I think I'll end up with it, um, the one that speaks that God is outside time. 
I'll end up with it. Meandika chini. Um, any anything that someone can say, we can go to the book of Matthew, chapter twenty-four, verse twenty-four. Matthew twenty-four, verse twenty-four. I hope that's the right verse. Matthew twenty-four, verse twenty-four. Matthew twenty-four, verse twenty-four. Ukifika, please, Soma. Matthew 24, verse 24. Let me read. Please, thank you. Matthew 24, 24. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear. They will perform great miracles and wonders in order to deceive even God's chosen people, if possible. Okay. Um... So how can we know that the false teachers are performing, for lack of better words, false miracles? How can we know that these false, uh, false prophets have appeared and are performing great signs and miracles? How can we know? How, what's like the, the litmus test to know that, ah, manzei miracle ni see a God? And what are some of those miracles? What are some of those of those miracles? Mm -hmm. Anyone? How can we tell that, what, what is the litmus test of knowing that Manze, this is a false um, miracle? What's the litmus test? And perhaps do you have like some of those, um, some of those um, in Etwaje, um, examples of false Isoma miracles that are done by false teachers and prophets? Okay. Let me try and answer it. Okay, thank you. Uh, I can say the word of God is the litmus test. <laughs> if you look at the, at the story you've shared, Apo Tuchini, in Anzeksema, for false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders <laughs> to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you ahead of time. I have told you ahead of time. So if anyone tells you there he is out in the wilderness, do not go out. Or he, here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will be, will be the coming of the Son of Man. Litmus test is the word of God. Here's my point, and I will explain how. You see, Apokwa verse 25, see, I have told you ahead of time. So you will know this is false because you know what Jesus said. You know what the word of God said. The word of God says in Hosea 4, 6, my people perish, my, the word my. My people perish for lack of knowledge. 
So it is with the knowledge of the word of God, you will know this is false. Even if it is a miracle, it is a great sign. It is only through the word of God, you'll know it is false. And also uh, the one who will back it up and uh, confirm to you that this is truly false is the Holy Spirit. So I can really say the word of God is the litmus test. Yes. Asante sana Linkai. Someone else? Someone else? Um, Don is saying, um, you shall know them by their fruits. Okay. Okay. Ni passion fruit ama anyway. Someone else? And by the way, you can also turn to the book of second, uh, oh, first John chapter four, verse one and two. The book of first John chapter four, verse one and two. And by the way, Everything to Narizo not leo iko kwa Bible. To Narizo not from, from scripture. First John, thank you, Nyambu. First John chapter one. First John chapter four, verse one and two, sorry. Yes. Ukifika, please, Soma. Labda kuna gift. Yenyita kam boxing bay. First John chapter four, verse one and two. Bible says, uh, beloved, believe not every spirit, uh, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world, hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Okay, um, thank you. Thank you, Marsh. First John 4, 1 in answer the question. How can we be able to test? By knowing the word of God, like what Lenkai has actually said. There's quite a lot that we want to, to, to go through. However, let me throw another question. Did Jesus Christ come to perform miracles only? Did Jesus Christ come to perform miracles only? Jesus Christ come to perform miracles only? Aina, 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 A, B, Amasi. I'm all of the above. <laughs> Did Jesus Christ come to perform miracles only? And I want us to reason because up and to find um, machaches ziko wasewako like confused, wasewako like ah this church, ah this church, mbona tusikwe kama hii church, mbona mko kama hii church and etc. Did Jesus Christ come to perform miracles only? Please unmute the floor. Mute and just speak because the floor is yours.
Did Jesus Christ come to perform miracles only? Thank you. Okay, Pastor Kiti. Yeah, I wanted to just respond to that question from what uh, Prophet Isaiah was prophesying about Messiah. And uh, in the sixth first chapter, uh, the Bible says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to beat up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them who are bowed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. So I can say from that scripture that Jesus came to do a couple number of things, which included preaching the good tidings or the good news, you know, like aspect of setting people free or giving them liberty from the captivity and from where they were bowed by, by sin. And uh, actually by performing the miracles, because in some of the miracles that he performed, he would heal those people and then tell them that they should go and see no more. So I, uh, I would like to say that um, the, the miracles that he performed you know, were accompanied by him just doing so many things, including forgiving sin and uh, you know, like to even go to an extent of comforting those who are mourning. And again, not like what you have fled. Um, like, like chapter two is saying that uh, the day of vengeance of our God and Christ talked uh, a lot and he taught a lot about the air times and what would become of those people who won't believe in him to be saved that if they don't believe in him, they'll perish and go to hell. So he preached that if you don't be believe in him, perish so um not not only miracles but also he taught a lot is pertaining to the kingdom of heaven yes thank you wa asante naona tumefika place ya kutoa offering so kama uko married na wewe dem you can remove your ring off her ring anyway <laughs> that was a commercial break <laughs> let me read what daisy say um to me no CPK to perform miracles, but also to show us the way. But one of his desires is for us to know that he is more than just a performer. Don't find all us welcome of what Jesus do. I'm Jesus, I call a guy. I'm anyway. Elvina is saying he came also to give life, it's in John. Okay. Eh, tuendele. By the way, saipa ni tunafika, tunaenda deeper. Kama ukona floaters, manzi itabidu umejua kuswim. Because tunaenda depend. Tunaenda depend. 
Okay, please speak. By the way, we are going deeper now. Uh -huh. Um, firstly, uh -huh. I wanted to say that also one of the reasons Jesus was performing miracles, um, like he understood our human suffering. I think in the okay, but he one of the people, one of the people who had leprosy, yeah. The Bible says that he had compassion on this person. So I feel like he understood, I know that he understood human suffering. So sometimes that particular person, so it wasn't just a performance. It wasn't just a show. Because obviously there are some people who followed him because they're like, wow, this person is doing amazing things. So I think that just need to, you know, he understood human suffering and he wanted to alleviate our suffering. And then... Uh, I believe that Jesus, I'm trying to look at this from, um, like it's trickling down, like his main mission was to save the lost, yeah, just as the others have said. And I feel like if that was the main mission, then all these ways, there are several ways that he would do this. One of the reasons, Bible, that for some people he was performing miracles because if he doesn't perform miracles, some of you will not believe. So his like his umbrella mission was to seek and save the lost. He had come as a sacrificial lamb and he understood his purpose from the time he was young. Yeah. But all these things that were happening, the things that he was doing, the teaching, the preaching, the traveling across the country, the healing, um, you know, and the miracles that he did, the forgiveness of sins, uh, you know, showing people um you know, the way in the parables, all the parables that he taught, it was just to, eh, like, alikuwa serve your purpose moja that he came for. Yeah. Koima, you're stealing my notes. I won't say it again. You're, you're stealing my notes. Okay, I've said it. Let me, let me, let me take us to the book of, um, of Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. By the way, Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, to just put into now scripture what Koima has said and some of us. Uh -huh. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. This is the reason why Jesus came. This is the reason why Jesus came. And hapa sasa itaka nikama tutaingilia machaches, machaches zote, itapsaidia. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. Mwenye anafikawa kwanza, anza tukusoma. Matthew 4, Matthew 4, 23, Jesus went through, through, throughout Galilee, teaching in the synagogue, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Apart from what Marsh said from the JD of Jesus, which is Isaiah 61, and Jesus fulfilled it in the book of Luke chapter 4, verse 18, whereby he said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners or the captives and recovery of the sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23 speaks about three things that, that Jesus went about doing. One, he went 
teaching. Two, he went preaching. Three, he went healing. In other words, Jesus went teaching, preaching, and healing. What do you say about, let me say, um, churches that just focus on maybe one aspect only? One aspect only, like um, healing. What do you do you have to say concerning such churches that they focus on healing only, akuna teaching, na akuna preaching? What do you guys say? What's your what's your take on that? Na by the way, apa sasa kauna tumianga flota itabidi umetoa. Apa tumengia sasa deep. And he answer in a choices. Jesus do all gospel, 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 healing, and so others. So why consider only on healing? You are living the pillars. Pardon, Sijakuskia, sorry, Nikama will katika dog. I'm saying um wana achapila za Jesus what he did. Wana consider on one pillar because Jesus ya spread gospel and heal na alifanya vitu zingine mu. So why only consider on healing only? Wana achapila like pia ICC what kuna pillars zetu. Na venye tuko as members of ICC tunapenda kupata pillars zote. So na hivyo ndio Jesus anata Thank you. Anyone, anyone else here? Anyone else? What do you think of? And I'm not I'm not speaking in a bad way because I'll just speak of the entire church of Christ in general. What do you think of church, a church that does know that does only one aspect, like for example, preaching? only what's your take on uh, teaching or preaching only or yes i'm healing or miracles only what's your take on that um i think we were having a conversation about this on sunday yes we were having with you man okay and sorry yeah and um it was ephesians 4 that we're talking about uh, 4 verse 11, and it says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. The responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up the full and complete standard of Christ then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. So I think when a church does not utilize these gifts, these, these five pillars, then I don't think it can be called a church. Or I think when, when, all, when all these five pillars lie on one person, uh, then that cannot be called a church because the body of Christ is the people. 
And we need to make sure that we're operating in all of these five pillars because they build up on each other and they, they work towards making the kingdom known. And that's what, that was the final command that Jesus gave, go out and make disciples. We cannot make disciples if we don't have apostles, if we don't have prophets, if we don't have evangelists, if we don't have pastors and teachers. So when a church isn't doing that, or when the church is not doing that today, they're failing, they're failing miserably. And I think that's, that's what we're seeing with Western churches and even churches here in Kenya. Um, they're not operating in the fullness of these five pillars. Where? What's a Tinge commercial break? On the 30th of this month, we are going to have our final um, Bible study whereby it will be in person. And uh, yes, we'll have a time of just prayer and worship and, and, and the word. It's like a mini, mini outpouring. Hey, let's go back to what Israel was, has said. Oh my God, Aki, I feel like. I feel like we need to do a lot. I feel like we need to do a lot, especially concerning the maturing of, of believers. I How I pray that the church will be what God is actually calling them to be. Because you see by there, the church actually started in the Old Testament and the children of Israel were the first church. Um, it means ecclesia, an assembly, a gathering of people that have been called out of the world to perform specific functions, to carry out the mission and the plan of God, which Israel was saying, according to the last and the final words of Jesus, to go and reach out and preach and, 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 and win souls for God. And he, he mentioned about apostles and and disciples. And I just want to challenge us that are 15 here in this place. What are some of the things that us ourselves are doing? What are some of the things that us ourselves are doing, or we can get to a place of doing so that we get to that place that we are playing a part of fulfilling the Great Commission? What are some of the things that we are going to do? Because, because you know, you know, God will, God will come one day and he will ask us, what have we done? He won't ask us, he won't, he won't ask us um, um, how many, um, um, like for me, how many podcasts do you, did you record? He won't ask me that. And, uh, and, and that's a wake up call. Thank you. Thank you, Israel. So, May the Lord actually help us when it comes to fulfilling all this. And another question that I can throw to us, we are, we are 16. We are 16. One question that I can throw to us, in the last, let me say, two weeks, have we reached out to even one person? Have we gone and just um, reached out to someone, even just telling them that Jesus loves you? Have we reached out? Because now I'm seeing that this is a wake-up call because this is not only the job of a pastor, it's not, it's not only the job of an apostle, but as we have all these um, ministries, what Israel is saying, um, pillars, if we have all that, I believe that the church will, will never be the same again, and we will go out, and what the Bible says that the gates of Hades will never prevail. Hey, no, not to end that deep. 
tuendele tena sasa tuna tunafaka zile vitu za kuingia huko chini ya maji now we were saying that jesus christ did not come to perform miracles only and we are saying that it's about maturing so could it mean that there are places that miracles are not performed could it be that there are places or ama there are seasons that miracles are not performed don post tena hapo sema hiyo swali kama ni poa ama are there seasons or instances where miracles are not performed are there instances or seasons where god's people or even unbelievers don't experience miracles if yes please give us instances if no please explain or support your answer are there instances or seasons where people don't experience miracles cuz clearly tumeona um tumeona miracles caesar ah tumeona ai tumeona eh tumeona mkono wake bwana eh israel is saying yes uh, please you can support your answer Uh, could you please elaborate on the question again um the question is are there seasons whereby god's people don't experience um miracles um like a season or there are times and if you're saying yes like for you you've said yes as in you can mm-hmm. you can you can help by elaborating why yes and maybe if you have oh, okay. instances from the bible i hope that's clear now yeah yeah Um, mm-hmm. I think the first thing is to understand that miracles are called miracles because they don't happen a lot otherwise they just be called daily occurrences. If you look at the Bible the number of miracles that are recorded is I think it's 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 a handful of miracles um and if you I think I was reading up somewhere if you take the miracles that are done in the Bible and compile them into timelines um you would have one miracle every every 100 years or every 10 years something like that so miracles are they are rare occurrences of god's intervention but that doesn't mean that because they're rare inter- like they're rare um that that we should stop kind of um expecting them and i, I feel like in fact right now in the world we're living in as we get to the end times miracles are getting more and more pronounced um but i think there are seasons when we cut ourselves off from these miracles especially as the church and i think the one thing that i've seen in a lot of churches and have, having conversations with a lot of people is when the church becomes a business and not um when like when the church becomes a business and not a hospital for sinners and not um when the church becomes a business and not a place where people can come to get healing 
And I think like we see it in a lot of the big churches right now, a lot of the mega churches around the world where it's now becoming more about job preservation. It's now becoming more about um, how, how the church can thrive, like the church building and the church organization and not how the body of Christ can thrive. Um, there's been a lot of cases, I'm sure a, a lot of us have seen all these cases that have been coming up with like pastors in infidelity, you know, like members of the churches being, being oppressed or not like being disregarded. And the church's response has not been to act on the issues. It has been to kind of have meetings and to have, you know, um, kind of like damage control on how to save the image of the church instead of actually dealing with the problem and dealing with the people and making allowances to actually work with individuals. Find pastors that would much rather would much rather send people away than to actually deal and, and walk with the people that are hurting. And that, because it's not in the Bible, because that is not the, the, the will of God, that is not the heart of God, then according to Romans, it says that he will hand us over to our wicked desires. And now we have churches that are so big and have so many people, but they're so dead. And the reason they're dead is because there's no Holy Spirit living within them. So they're trying out, they're trying to act out holiness. They're trying to, they're trying to manufacture the goodness of God. They're trying to, they're trying to replicate these things through concerts, through church services, through programs, through social media, through production, all these things. But the rot is so much that the hand of God, just like it was on Saul like the, the uh, just like it was on King Saul, it is removed from King Saul and it is put on another individual. And I feel like that is what has happened to the church today, especially in countries where there's freedom of worship. The church has become so complacent. It has become, like I said at the beginning, a business. And that is very concerning. And it is because of that, that we get to, that we get to be in seasons where we don't experience miracles. The Bible also says that light will not mix with darkness. So there is no way that we will have a church full of darkness and expect the light of God to shine. And we justify that darkness by saying that we're imperfect, that we, that we, you know, that we make mistakes, that we do ABC. But at the end of the day, um, I think someone said the standard is perfection. Um, I was having a conversation with a friend and the book of John, you know, the, the entire gospel, it, Jesus, time and time again, he says, be holy as my father in heaven is holy. He says, be perfect as your father is perfect. And he goes on to say that it is impossible to do this. Like it is impossible for man to do this, but with God, everything is possible. It is only possible that God only intervenes in the impossible when a man actually acts out and stops this false ideology of turning the church into a business, into an organization, and actually focus on the root cause, like on the, on the, on the, on the root um, mission, which is to go out and make disciples. So all that to say, yes, it is very possible for people to miss out on a season of miracles. And I think it's a, it's a problem that we're seeing a lot in the church today. And it's causing a lot of damage because the people that are being that are recipients of the pain that the church is um, giving 
you know, through their actions are the same people who are supposed to be going out to represent God. They're going out to, to preach the gospel. And now they're leaving the church with such a bad taste. And I really can't blame them. They're leaving the church with such a bad taste and they're going out and that's the message that is being um, proclaimed out there. And it is just so terrible because the church is now becoming counterproductive to the, to the mission that Jesus gave us. And it's very ironic when the body of Christ is rejecting the heart, which is Christ. Um, but the Bible is very clear about that. It says that we will be cast out and we will be thrown into the, into the fire. So I think, um, yeah, the church is going to hell, uh, like literally and, you know, um, figuratively as well. Like it is just things are not working the way they need to be working. And there is a huge, huge gap that needs to be addressed if we want to get back to seasons of miracles where we see the things that are in the book of Acts happening in the church today. Yeah, that's it. Hmm. Sela means to pause and to reflect. Thank you, Israel. Wow. Okay. Um, someone to turn to the book of um to the book of um which one is this book? Yes, yes, yes. To the book of Mark chapter six, verse five, and then Matthew chapter thirteen, verse fifty-eight. Mark chapter six, verse five. Matthew thirteen, verse fifty-eight. Please pick up or two kwanza, and then you can read. Mark six five. Matthew thirteen fifty-eight. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Katie, can you hear me? Yes, clearly. Yes, I'm reading Matthew 13, 58. And it's saying, and he, he did not uh, many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Yes, yes. Nakuskia. Uh, nipon, by the nipon, kenye, kenye Ruben amesoma hapo. Ruben, mm. kindly read it again, because I have a question on it. Oh, 58 in Asema, uh, chapter 13 of Matthew. And he not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Yeah, because of their unbelief. Um, I just have a question uh, on regards to what Israel was saying. Um, verse, John chapter 21, verse 25, Nesema, Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world Will not have room for the books uh, that will be written. So miracles transformer kwa Bible is really recorded. Sindio, zile zote, but just zile to recorded. miracles are not happening, it's because of the unbelief. Mm -hmm. So where is the season coming? 
uh, where, where, where is the story of season of miracles coming by? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so you come I, in I hope to answer. So ukiangalia <laughs> unaiangalia na context pia. Cause mm-hmm. let me let me read something I read from Matthew chapter 4 verse 18. It says that as Jesus was walking beside the sea of Galilee, I upon a sea Oh, 423. Yes, Jesus went throughout Galilee, Nona, teaching, mm-hmm. preaching, and healing. Ukienda kwa hiyo verse ingine inasema um, that other verse, um, verse, verse 13, chapter 13, verse 58. I don't know where that region is. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that region is. But when he was in that, in that season whereby he went to that place he did not do many miracles because of their lack of faith of the lack of faith of the people there i yes, in the mark people. chapter 6 verse 5 he could do uh, he could not do any miracles there except he lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them what any explain tena uta find kuna season yenye and this is to also sum up um, the discussion for today. Kuna season yenye, miracles has happened. And this is based on a believer's work of faith. Kuna season zenye, miracles has happened. What really matters in that season is actually your work with God. Unajua kuna season yenye, utafaindu. Hakuna vitu zina happen. But what actually is supposed to, to happen is your faith is supposed to be fortified. Your faith is where it grows. Like for example, unafaind ile, ile season yenye manze hauna job, hauna do, as in vitu tu ziko, ziko tu, and then you, you're still there. And nikienda kwa Bible, unafaind Jesus was also at a time zenye miracles aziko zina happen. Ukisoma kama ile place yenye Jesus alikuwa, alikuwa ndo waende kwa cross. Utafaindakiwa Getsemane. Your story, angel, there was no miracle. Your time alikuwa nasema may this cup, this cup be taken from, from, nini, from this cup of suffering. Um, unacheki, there was no miracle. But what actually held him and made him to get through that journey is the teaching, is the preaching, the word that was in him, and also the focus that he had on God. Unacheki, ukienda John chapter 4, by the way, about John, you find that Jesus said that my food is to do the will of the Father. In other words, what made him hungry was to see the fulfillment of the purpose that God had actually brought him into this world. So for me, I think, we can get into seasons whereby miracles are not happening. And some of those seasons, in kwa season yenye, maybe to lack faith. In kwa season yenye, maybe God are not to take through something. And uh, there's a pastor that said, if you can't pray it out or pray it away, high possibility ni God may allow so that he actually shapes you. And it's not that God cannot perform the miracle, but it's only that he's getting you into a season whereby you will get to grow intimate. You will get to grow um, 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 deeper in your, in your work with him. 
don't know na mesema nam hiyo nam moto moto ni anyway lenkai back to you yes yes basi many jeep thank you okay um kuna msia na any question even as we come to the end anyone with yes. a question yes ruben yes um there, there is a scripture i read in the book of second timothy yes apo uh chapter 4 uh, verse 2 and paul is urging timothy to to do the work of an evangelist and to make full proof of, of his ministry and apo apo tu inasema preach the word be instant in season and out of season so like uh, so I, i usually ask myself he, does it mean there is a time that god is 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 like having this kind of uh, revival and you know there is this season where god is is like you know giving us an opportunity to go and sow those seeds and, and then people are coming to the kingdom Uh, or what is the difference between in season and out of season kindly hapo eh, umenipata off guard mimi narushia don and any other person are you able to also type it on the on the chat thank you so that we can be able to try and answer it very good question don Tajibu. Um Um so if 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 I got him correctly like um so God tells us to be ready in and out of season. And his question is is there are, are there times when um we are not in season if 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 i'm not mistaken um i think wow um i'll give an example right i think i'll give an example and and here it's with regards to teaching right i think that there comes a time when god particularly teaches there comes a time when god um sends you to you know kind of ostracizes you right sends you to a secluded place for him to actually teach you right and in that space there is not much activity right and so during training often times that's why the, the god are like be alert be, be be always be ready to give an answer to the hope that you profess right like always be ready right and so um i think there are times in which it might be convenient to do so like say for instance ukiwa kwa nini kwa kwa at your workplace i mean ukiwa kwa church unaulizwa nini why do you believe in god right but say for instance umeenda like in your in your workplace right it's 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 um it's a mundane place it's a mundane environment it's not particularly faith based right and so umeulizwa why do you believe in god right 
And so it it's I don't know if that makes sense. Just just be ready. Be ready to give an answer, you know, to to, to the questions asked, um, particularly about your faith, right? And if you are asked to actually defend your faith, be ready in any space or place where you are. I think that's what I would say. Okay. Um what else? Um, what does it mean in season and out of season? Apo kweli mimi sijui, na yazanika try ni speculate, but anyone? Um, I think being in season from um, one example, like other than what Don has said, I think it's it's the posture of the church that causes us to be in season and out of season. Um, I think the one that I've personally seen very prevalent in today's church um, is, is this whole victim mentality. It's like Christians can never do anything wrong. Anything wrong that happens, oh, it's the devil. Oh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the unbelievers. Oh, it's the whatever, whatever. And it's, it's always like, God help me, God, God, God do this for me, God do that for me. And we're playing into this victim mentality that really keeps us from, from, from experiencing what a miracle is supposed to do. A miracle is supposed to set us, uh, to set us apart. A miracle is supposed to, um, a miracle is supposed to lead us to point to Jesus, to point to God, but to the church because of victim mentality, miracles have become for us like for me like what does god do for me god god will do this for me god will god will open this for me god will god will take away this suffering god will take away this you know this pain god will give me financial breakthrough it's all about me 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 and that that is a big problem and god because he's so loving he will not give us the miracles not because he hates us but because he knows that if he answers our prayers and gives us the miracles, they will draw us further away from him. So he causes his hand to not move over us, over as Christians, over the church, in hopes that our prayer lives will change and it becomes God, I want to see your kingdom grow. Um, I think I, I, I heard this, I was challenged by this question I heard um, a few years ago. Someone asked me, if God never did anything else in your life, after today, would you still praise him? And I really struggled with that question because honestly, the answer at the time was no, because I wanted God to do so many things. But that question exposed my heart and I saw the victim mentality that I was living in. Even though I called myself a Christian, even though I called myself victorious, I was confining myself and not dealing with the sin that was in my life and always blaming it on the devil. Guys, the devil is not omnipresent. Sometimes the devil is just not there. It's, it's our flesh, it's the world, it's, it's, it's our thought processes. But as Christians, we just never see that. It's always the devil, it's always the devil. So even when God comes in to move and work in us and to work in us because he wants to do miracles, we are too stubborn and we end up being in a season of no miracles and we're out of season completely, even though we are alive. I think the, the best example is the trees that we see, you know, the fruit trees, the tree remains healthy, but it is out of season. It's not producing any fruit. 
but a season comes when the fruit is provided, when the fruit is produced. And I think as the church today, we are, we are a healthy tree, but there is no fruit being produced because we are out of season. And God is working in us to bring us in season. Uh, but we, we, we unfortunately or fortunately, we have a major part to play, which is to stop playing the victim. We need to start acting like the victors that he has called us to be. And we need to start addressing the sins in our lives. And we need to stop speaking this Christianese. I think we need to have raw, honest conversations about where we're at, the things that we're dealing with, to extend grace to each other so that we can have genuine healing and actually see God start to work through us because he wants to save the world and he wants to use us. So I think, yeah, that is one of the reasons I've seen why we're out of season and we need to be in season. Yeah, um, thank you, thank you. Well, to stop being the victim and blaming the, the devil at all times. Koima is saying, Marsh, let me give an analogy of land. Sometimes after a high yield, land is bare and it's stripped off its nutrients. It needs to be prepared for, it needs to be prepared for another season of planting. That is, a farmer will do weeding, a farmer will do the weeding, maybe till, or plow etc. When you're out of season as a Christian, it's time to level up your praying, studying the word and not be downtrodden because you can't see the fruits. Hey, where Koima? Leo me na PhD ako. Ioni normal. Also, another another person said told me one day. In ministry, you 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 can never see a tree grow, but one day you will see the fruits. That means you have seen the tree has grown. And that really, really changed my perspective. Um, even as we come to the end, I, 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 I hope, I hope Manze, you may learn something. Manze, you may learn kitu, tupa tutua po kwa nini, kwa chat. Sema tu kitu, and I'm going to share this. There's a church, there's a church in the US and wanafanyanga music sana. Um, this church, they are actually doing things that are not biblically correct. Like you find that some people are sleeping on like C.S. Lewis's grave, sleeping on as in graves are say, so that like the, 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 the ancient guys, the, the generals that were used of God, so that they get like their anointing. You find that when you go to church and uh, and, and uh, they believe that they have to pray for you. And if you're not healed, that's your issue. That's, your, that's, that's you. But they can't let you go um, without, being, um, without being healed. They believe that you have to be healed. You have to be healed that a miracle has to happen. But we've seen not every time is a time for miracles. You find that there are seasons like what Koima has said, what Israel has said, and um, you find that there are seasons whereby it's just God taking us to Nini. Because you know, just as, in, as as human beings, we have this inclination or proclivity that it's about miracles. And you find many people are going to churches in your healing. You will get to do your spouse. As in Isondo churches in your find Nazile churches in your about eight, eight steps to get uh, to get to get a husband. And the seventh one will shock you. And on a find these on the churches in 
and to me as we leave this this bible study today may we know that we have to get to the place that we are led of the holy spirit i remember when i was in bible school i can't quote it verbatim we were told that as the children of god or the the, the people that were used of god after pentecost akina peter after they were filled with the holy spirit they were actually led by the Holy Spirit. And every day turned out to be a day that they will experience and they will perform miracles, signs, and wonders because they were being led of the Holy Spirit. And it also answers the question that miracles, as it happened to for sure, miracles happen for a reason. Like someone said, it's to strengthen the believer's faith and also to show like the non-believers that manze there's something supernatural and it can it can cause them to actually turn turn to god and lastly yes i i think i've i think i've finished and uh um we were supposed to go deeper but to me to me fika deep leo to me fika so thank you so much guys i'd like to pass to tunyambu even as she ends All right, sweetie. Um, thank you so much for uh, taking your time to just begin to share and to teach us. Uh, we appreciate it, so God bless you. Thank you also everyone who's joined, everyone who's contributed. Um, yeah, so the recording will be available in the next few hours. So you can share it to, to you can share it, you can listen to it, um on our spotify our spotify page is called the love project so you can go to our page you can visit and watch watch listen listen to our previous uh someone's and to our previous bible studies again just to repeat for the people who are not here we have said that on the last tuesday of this month which is 30th november we are going to be having an in-person bible study so we are going to communicate to Amasema. It's like it's going to be like a mini out party. So, uh, yeah, take notes. We look forward to seeing you there. Yeah. So I think that's it. Um, I'd like someone to pray for us even as we come to the end. So if you want to pray for us, just that and me and then pray. Guys, you don't want to pray for us. Um, 
Anyone who wants to play? Um, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the time that we've sat at your feet. I believe that our faith is growing, that even as we have sat at your feet and the things that we've learned, we thank you because we know that, Lord, we will never be the same again. And I pray that you help us to continue to grow deeper and deeper with you, that we will experience Jesus in each and every other day as we wait for the day um, of, of the Lord. I pray that, Lord, that you grow us in, in your word and you grow us in your truth because we just need Jesus. So we thank you for each and every person that has been part of this. Even as we go to rest, O King of Glory, Father, you know us well. You know where we are at. And Lord, we know that you are able. We know that you are still able and you are faithful, O God. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. See you.